Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the Welcome back to another episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. Once again, I'm going to attempt to do something I probably shouldn't do, and that is create a, yet another episode with no outline. <laughs> I did that with the episode right before this, and I thought, oh, this will be a short episode. And if you look at the episode right before this one, you'll know that it wasn't quite that short. I don't even know if I'm going to publish this one, but I do know the title. I don't even have a document with the title written in front of me, but the question is the title. The title is the question, and that is, what do you want to create in the world? I just got off of a one-on-one coaching call with a potential client, and I asked her this question. Now, the crazy thing is there were all sorts of statements that were made by this person during our conversation. I'd really like this, and I would really like to do this, and I would really like to do this, and I'd really like to do this, and what I'd really like to do is this. And and they were all related to things that she had been attempting to create in this world, uh, but she did not use that language. I want to create this. These are things that I want. However, I would even say that what I notice is that these things that were expressed are not necessarily even communicated as these are, you know, these are what I want, but I recognize a lot of form of communication in conversations that I have with some folks. It's more about here's what's missing in my life. This is what's not showing up for me. This is what I feel like I should have. This is what I feel like is the responsible thing. And when it comes down to it, through a lot of soul searching and diving deeper into this person's true identity and purpose and mission and vision of what they feel called to experience in this world, what really lights them up, most of these things that they explain to me are not showing up for them in the world, the things that they feel like they ought to have, that they're expressing and using language like, this is what I really want, and I really wish this would show up, but I've been working hard to create this, but it just doesn't seem to happen. They're using language like, this is what I really want help with. I want to figure out how to finally make these things appear, these things that I'm missing in my life, these things that that I'm lacking. And yet, Sometimes it's quite a gift that those things are not appearing in your life, maybe. I know this has been the case for me. There have been many times in my journey where I've experienced, you know, this like, okay, the next responsible thing that everybody says that I ought to do is this. And, you know, you hear that enough or I heard it enough 
that immediately or at some point I adopt the ideas like, okay, this is what I should want. And so therefore, I suppose I'm going to now make a commitment to create that or I'm going to move towards that. I want I want this to show up in my life. I, it's obviously not a part of my life. And everybody seems to think that if you're going to have a successful business, this is the way you ought to do it. And it seems like everybody who does this, it, from my perspective, it looks, it looks like they're all happy and fulfilled. And Ah, maybe if I want to be happy and fulfilled, I'm going to need to go do these things rather than actually learning what I've learned after a lot of trial and error. Being happy and fulfilled is something that comes from within, not in the achievement of anything. Anyway, one of the insights that's come out of the conversations that I've had with this potential client was, you know, what if success is not a destination that we get to. But what if we come to understand that success is a feeling that comes within? That what if success is the source of our creation? What if success and feeling whole as though we lack nothing, what if it's the overwhelming sense of wholeness that we create from? And and it's it's not necessarily that we're creating because we feel like we're missing something, that we lack something, but we're creating something because there's an overwhelming sense that, wow, this really is what the world needs and it's why I'm here. And man, I feel like I'm in alignment with who I am as a true, my true essence of who I am and what makes me come alive. I want to go create this. It's, it's that question of what would I do if money were no object? If I never had to worry about generating income, what would I do? And the question is, is would I be pouring countless hours of thoughts and energy and emotions and actions into creating what it is that I've been trying to create over the last several months or years or decades of my life? In a lot of people's cases, the answer is no, I wouldn't be creating that. I would be doing something completely different, something that really lights me up something that really makes me feel fully alive, something that I just feel like, man, when I do this, now that's why I do what I do. Wow, I I would love to spend my, invest my life doing something that made me feel alive, that made me, not not necessarily that, that I'm going to, I need something to make me feel whole, because wholeness is is a state of being. It's not something, it's not a destination. Success even, I believe, and I've come to at least see it, success is a state of being. It, it, it is a mental state. I am successful. And, and it's because of my identity. It's who I am as a person. My worth and my worthiness comes from within myself. It's, it, there's nobody that can take any of that away from me. No economic climate there's no government shutdown of of an entire worldwide shutdown global shutdown of all businesses and everything none of that can none of that can change that which is from within anyway so i i get to this question and i ask what do you want to create in this world and the response that i got is is fresh in my mind this person that I was speaking with, she goes, yeah, I just have no idea. And I'm like, wait a second. We we talked two weeks ago for 90 minutes and we're wrapping up. We've just, we're already, you know, more than 60 minutes into our second 90 minute time slot together here. And, you know, in, in these 
two and a half hours that we've spent together, there's all sorts of things that you've been like trying to achieve, that you've been trying to create, that you've been trying to get to work. Uh, Things that you've been telling me you've been working on for five to seven years now. And when I ask you a simple question, like, what do you want to create in this world? Oh, I have no idea. I'm like, where's the disconnect coming from where that question doesn't automatically start flowing forth a a free-flowing stream of thought and consciousness of all the things you want to create in this world? And I and I recognize what it is. I mean, I, I didn't always have a free-flowing thought of, of what I want to create in this world either. But I, I've been influenced by so many different mentors and teachers and books and courses and all sorts of other things that have helped me radically unblock the, the, the flow of creative force in my life in such a way that gosh every every almost it seems like every moment of my day i have this thought of hmm what do i want to create today what do i want to create next what do I, i'm getting ready to go and have a workout what do i how do i want to feel in this workout i want to gosh I, what do i want to create i want to create an incredible experience i want to have a wonderful conversation and connection with my wife as we're doing Week three, session three of the beach body workout called 645. You know, I, I, I want to create intentionally. So, the, thankfully, by the end of our second conversation, we, we unblocked the creative juices inside of this person. And, and so, I'm thrilled to have had that conversation. But I thought I'd come be here and record an episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show with this question. What do you want to create in the world? Does that seem like a big question to you? Like, it's like, ooh, I don't know how I want to answer that. And some metaphors came up for me as I was thinking about this. I was like, why is that such a big question? Because I, I, from my perspective, you're creating things in this world all the time. You're creating things in this world every second of the day. You're thinking things and those thoughts become things. To demonstrate this, I asked her, I said, let me ask you this. Is there anything recently that you thought, hmm, I'd like to have this? And then all of a sudden, it's now in your home. What's, For example, what's the most recent thing that you purchased? And she had mentioned that I I just got a new treadmill. And I said, well, how long ago did you buy this treadmill? And she goes, about a year, year and a half ago. I said, great. I said, so about two years ago, you did not have a treadmill. Is this correct? That's right. And I said, five years ago, you didn't have a treadmill. Is that correct? Yep. And I said, for the last 15, 20 years of your life, you've you've not owned a treadmill. Is this correct? And she says, yeah, that's correct. And I said, so somewhere about a year and a half ago, you had a thought one day, I'd like to have a treadmill. And maybe you did some research and found out, you know, what kind of treadmill would I want? What is the pricing? How much would it cost or whatever? But the reality is, is that you had a thought one day of, I'd like to have a treadmill. And then within either a couple of days or within a couple of weeks, you had a treadmill in your house. 
She goes, yeah, I did. I said, you created that. Huh. Now, here's something that I'll tell you. This person who I just spoke with, who's a potential client, here's what happened. I was a guest on a podcast from my friend Terry Wilson. He invited me to be a guest on his show. And during that conversation, I had uh, explained that, hey, if anybody would like to reach out to me, I'd love to offer you a one-on-one complimentary experience of my coaching. And I would do this for the first three people that responded. And this person, she was one of the first three people who responded. So I already knew without (laughs) asking her any further questions, something else that she created. I sat there, I said, you realize that a couple of weeks ago, You heard my voice, a complete stranger. You'd never heard my name before before hearing me as a guest on Terry's podcast. Is that correct? And she said, yeah, that's correct. And then I said, you heard my voice and the conversation that Terry and I had. And then I threw out an offer in that conversation. The first three people who reach out to me would get an opportunity to have a one-on-one complimentary experience of my coaching. And when you heard that, you had a thought. I'd like to be the person, or one of those people who gets one of those complimentary calls. I, based upon what I just heard in this conversation with Terry, I would love to have a conversation with this guy named Cliff Ravenscraft. And so you did what was necessary to make that happen. You filled out the application at the URL given in the podcast episode. And here we are. You and I are now having a second complimentary experience of my coaching. You realized you created this. You had a thought, a dream, a desire. You wanted to have a conversation with me. And here you are now in a second complimentary one-on-one coaching experience with me. You created this. Do you see that you are creating all of the time? Now, this person happens to be a Christian, and so knowing what I know about her faith background, I was able to ask the question. I said, let me ask you this. You believe that you were created in the image of God. Is this correct? And she says, yes. I said, what does that mean to you, to be created in the image of, the, of God? And ultimately, we got down to the fact that uh, I'm a reflection. I, I am a mirror image of, of, of God. He, he put his attributes and embedded and imbued those in me. I am, I am, a, I am created in the image. I'm in, I'm in the likeness of God. And I said, so would you say that you are created in the image of the creator? And, he, and she said yes. And I said, so one of the attributes of the creator is that they create things, correct? Yeah. And I said, well, then it would go in line with that thinking to know that you are created in the image of a creator, which means that being a mirror image, you also are a creator, And that's how you created a treadmill in your house. That's how you created a conversation with me here in this coaching call. And it's how you could create anything else that you want. 
And I mean, we, we did go so far as to say if you would just seek first his kingdom and you would understand and be consciously aware of your oneness with him, that he basically says, at least in the Bible, it, it says that you could ask for anything in my name, anything in my name, and it will be done for you. And she's like, wow. And so here I am asking you a simple, innocent little question. What do you want to create in this world? And she's having trouble answering that question. And I'm thinking, why is she having a hard time answering this question? And and I think it's because there's this idea, what do I want to create in this world? It sounds so ominous. But what I had to do and what I did in that conversation was help her understand she's already doing this by default. She's thinking of things and she's creating them all day. So I just want to speak to you for just a moment and ask you, do you know that you're creating every day, every moment of every day? I, you don't have to, to have the same belief system about God and created in an image of the creator and stuff like that, but I'm just going to ask you flat out, do you realize that you're creating all the time? Think about the last thing that you purchased, all right? The thing that you, that you, the thing you are, the most recent thing that you are very passionate about, you know, you couldn't wait until it showed up kind of deal. Do you know that you created that when you bought it, when it showed up? The fact that it is now you in your possession, something that you own, something that's in your home, in your garage, or somewhere, you know, whatever, whatever, maybe it's, it's a, a vacation home that you purchased or whatever. Do you realize there was a day that that was not yours? And do you realize there, if you go back far enough in time, there was a day when you didn't even have a desire for that thing. But then one day, a thought occurred to you, I'd like to have that. And then all of a sudden, now, today, it's yours. It's because you created it. And what if you were given a blank canvas and you said, and, and on this canvas, it's the canvas of your life. It's the canvas of your life. What do you want to put into your life? What do you want to have in your life that you don't currently have? What do you want to create in this world? And it's like, well, wait a second. I, gosh, if you're going to give me that option, I, I think I'm going to need some more time to think about this. I, I mean, I don't want to just rush into this. <laughs> And I think it's the scarcity idea that there's only one thing you could create in this world. And, and well, you know, there's, there's a lot of, to be said about you can have anything in, you want in this life. You just can't have everything you want. Or at least you can't create everything you want all at the same time. There, that creation sometimes does require a little bit of focused attention and effort and energy in one direction and, and to the exclusion of maybe some other things for a season. But... The thing is, is there's not just one thing you could create in this world. I mean, gosh, there was a time when I, what I most wanted to create in this world was an opportunity to be involved in in a an official Christian ministry position in the church, and I had that for ten years. There was a time when I wanted to uh, succeed in in my profession as an insurance agent, and I wanted to become incredibly financially profitable in that work and in the service to others, but also be financially rewarded in such a way that my wife and I could be completely debt-free minus our mortgage because we discovered this idea, this thought that was pr- given to us through the inspiration of Dave Ramsey. And it's like, yeah, I think I'd like that. And then 
I turned that into it. I experienced that. I created that. And then one day I started podcasting just as, for fun as a hobby. And then uh, several months into that journey, somewhere along the line, there's somewhere either nine months to 18 months. I can't remember which. Actually, it certainly didn't take 18 months. Somewhere between nine months and a year, I began to ask myself, what would life be like if I could do this for a living Instead of selling insurance, I wonder what life would be like if I could actually own my own business, generate my own income, doing stuff that makes me feel alive, doing stuff that gives me the opportunity to engage with all of these people and serve them in such powerful ways that there's all of these transformations that I could be receiving these kind of emails of people saying their lives have been transformed because of the message that I've put out into the world through the content that I create, through the environments for community that I create, through the coaching that I offer. Wow, what would life be like? I would really like to create a full-time self-employed lifestyle outside of the family business of insurance that I had previously desired to create in the world, which I actually did create. And then now I want to create something different. And I and I and I moved in and I started in January 2008, became full-time self-employed, and I created success in that business. And after about a decade of doing that full-time self-employed, I decided, you know, I I wonder what life would be like if I could just do mindset and encouraging conversations kind of coaching where I'm not just answering people's technical questions about what cable and what mixer and what, how do I get rid of this buzzing noise? But I wonder if I, you know, I wonder, I, what do I most want to create? I want to create an opportunity for me to go incredibly deep in meaningful conversations with people. I'd love to create an opportunity where, you know, maybe 20 people pay me a on average of thousand dollars per month and, and I'm making 20,000 or more a month. I'd like to create that. And then I created that. And I could go on and on about all the intentional creations. And, and this is what I'm saying is there are all sorts of things. Are you, are, are you understanding that you are already creating what you want to create in this world? Or if you don't know what you want to create in this world, are you understanding the fact that you're still creating things, whether you want them or not? Whatever thoughts you have consistently, you are creating that in your life. So, for example, if you if you feel like, man, I really would like to get out of debt, but it's really a struggle because I know that in the job that I have, the the most you get paid is this amount of money. Let's just say for you that's seventy thousand dollars a year. My job doesn't pay more than seventy thousand dollars a year, and I don't believe that I'm quite, you know because I've been doing this job for the last twenty years. I can't see myself, you know, getting up to speed in another job that would be more that would pay me more than $70,000 a year. I because of the way the economy is, I don't see us actually getting a significant raise. In fact, if I even if I got a 2 or 3 or 4% raise this year, uh inflation is such that I'm I'm actually going down in my in my lifestyle uh in in my ability to pay for things. It's just, oh my gosh. And, and so if this, if this becomes your consistent way of thinking and seeing the world, do you realize that you're actually creating that experience? It's what you believe in your mind that's possible for you that is actually causing you to experience that you have created that situation in your life. 
So I, there, there are two different options here. You're, you're going to create things. You're, you're going to be thinking things, and the things that you think will ultimately learn, end up in the results that you get. You are creating things all the time. You just have two different options here. You could create by default, or you can create with intention. And that's my question is, what do you want to create in this world? What do you want to create? And what do you want to create? What would make you come alive? Now, the interesting thing is that I've oftentimes shared this 50 things I want assignment. You could do this yourself. You create a piece of paper or a journal entry. Just write down on the left-hand column 1 through 50 or, you know, all the way down on the left-hand side. 1 through 25 on a piece of paper and then flip it over, do 26 through 50. And then at the top of the page, you just write down 50 things I want. And the whole idea here is you lock yourself into a room or a quiet, solitary place for two hours, set a timer for two hours, and require that you come up with 50 things on this list within the two-hour period of time. And then what you do is you, you ask yourself, what do I want? What is something that I want to have in my life that I don't currently have? What is an experience that I'd like to have? What, is, what are some of the feelings I'd like to have? What are some of the things that I'd like to have in my life? What are things that I want? And here is the caveat. To do this assignment correctly, you cannot run any filters through it. If anything comes to your mind, it has to go on the page. So you can't ask yourself, oh my gosh, is this selfish? Is this materialistic? You can't ask yourself, what would other people think of me if I if they saw this list? You know, if if you if you let those filters do this, this list will this exercise will not work for you the way that it could. So if you will give yourself the freedom and permission to allow yourself to want things you'll begin some of the first initial steps into creating with intention, creating your life by design rather than by default. So I encourage you, go do this exercise. But that's the thing. You don't want to stop there. Now let's just say you have 50 things that you have on this list that you, of what you want. And by the way, this exercise in that conversation, that interview that I did with Terry Wilson and his podcast, I actually gave this entire exercise, this assignment for his listeners. And the crazy thing is, is that the person that I'm speaking of that I just got off this call with, she had done the list of 50 things, but she stopped there. But that's not where I said the exercise stops. That That is not the end of the exercise. Now, it could be the end of the two-hour session, and if you have to come back the next day then to finish up the assignment, that's fine. But the assignment is not to just have a list of 50 things. The next step is to create a new list, and it says, my top 10 things that I want. And then what you do is you go through your list of 50 things and ask if, as for each one of this, should this be on my top 10? And if the answer is yes, you copy it over to your list of top 10. Don't worry about what order it is. That It's not important for your top 10. The list of 50 things is not in order of priority, and the list of top 10 things is not in the order of priority. But what you want to do is go through your list of 50 and find the 10 things that should be on the top 10. Now, if you come up with an idea 
in this top 10 selection process that's and, and something that should be on your top 10 but it's not on your list of 50, then add it as a 51st item and then put it immediately on your top 10. Now you've got your top 10 things that you want. Then, if you want, you could create this third list and call it the three things I most want to create in this world. Now, this is a new distinction. It's my top three desires or the top three wants. But but now I'm going to say the top three things I want to create in this world. So now what you're going to do, you're going to put one, two, and three on top of each other, you know, down, down the line here. And I'm going to ask myself, okay, out of this top 10 list, what is most important to me? And I'm going to choose the one that I'm most excited about creating and 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 that I would that I most desire. And I'm going to put that in the number one position. Now you have nine items left. Out of those nine items, what's most important to you? Put that in the number two position. And now you'll have eight items to choose from. What's the most important? That's your third. From that point forward. If anyone ever asks you the question, what do you most want to create in this world? You should have three answers off the top of your head. You see, not knowing what you want to create in this world, do you know that you have 24 hours a day, seven days a week to begin the process of creation? And do you know it just starts with thinking? It just starts with thinking about it. It just starts with having thoughts. It starts with imagination. Let's just say a treadmill was on your list. Let's just say that it was on your list of 50. And let's just say that treadmill was, it moved all the way over to your top 10. And let's just say because of your current fitness goals and the focus and and the it's like the number one thing you want to create in this world is you want to have a treadmill in your own little workout space in your house. So let's just say that's the number one thing you want. You know, the only thing that's keeping you from having that treadmill is knowing that you want it. Once you know that you want it, and once you know that it's your number one thing, that's the first step. The first step is no is is just knowing what you want. Being consciously aware of what you want to create is the first step. Now, once you know that you want it, start thinking about it. Start dreaming about it. Start visualizing it. Imagine what it, gosh, if I had the treadmill, what kind of treadmill would I want? What brand, what features would I like? Start thinking about those. Start, go to some stores and, 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 and try a few of them out and ask some friends, do you have a treadmill? Can I come look at it? What do you like about it? What do you not like about it? Start having conversations with people about treadmills. Start doing some searches and research about pricing and, and, and when are the sales and all this other stuff. And, and then I would say, gosh, if I had a treadmill, where would I put it in the house? And how often would I use it? I would start, I would imagine myself, I would imagine that room w- with the treadmill, with the features that I want, I would imagine it in that space. What would it be like if I woke up in the morning and I went straight down and I got on that treadmill? You know, I how would I, I, I imagine myself, how would I feel with my heart racing at, you know, 75% of my uh, maximum heartbeat and the sweat and the, the endorphins and the dopamine and all the other stuff that's going to come from this. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to have this treadmill. And before you know it, just the process of what what do I need to do to make this treadmill a possibility? How much money do I need? Where, do I have those resources now? If I don't have those resources, what could I do to, you know, are there things that I could sell to make this a possibility? Is there some extra things that I could do? Is there a project that I could do for somebody to earn the money? And next thing you know, 
within a couple of days, within a couple of weeks, within a couple of months, within a couple of years, whatever it is that you wrote down as your thing you want to create in this world, it's yours. It's how this stuff happens. But if you don't have a list of things that you are intentionally wanting to create in this world, I can tell you right now, you're an incredibly powerful creator and you are creating things. And what you are creating, if you're not creating by intention, you are creating by default. And what you are creating is based upon whatever you're habitually thinking about on a daily basis. And my question for you is, are you being intentional about what you're thinking? Are you thinking things that you choose to think? Or are you thinking things because that's what the media is telling you to think about all day long? Are you thinking things because that's what your parents are telling you to think about all day long? Are you thinking about things because this is what other people in your life, peers and other respected leaders that you love and stuff like that, because this is what they're telling you you should be creating in the world? Or are you being intentional about what do I want to create in this world? I will, I want to tell you something. I want to create something in this world. I want to tell you right now what I want to create. I want to create an experience where you, the listener to this podcast, reaches out and says, hey, Cliff, I've been listening to you for X period of time, and I really love your content. And by the way, I did that exercise, and here's my top three things I want to create in this world. Now, what I want to create right now is a minimum, a minimum of 50 of you. Now, there are thousands of you who are hearing this episode, all right? Thousands of you. But my desire, my thought, what I'm imagining, I'm, I'm imagining you sending me an email and reading how long you have been listening to my show. I'm imagining you telling me that you've been listening for a couple months and you found me because you heard me over here or met, you know, somebody talked about you and and I went and checked it out and that's how I discovered you. Or maybe you're going to email me and tell me that you've been listening to me since, you know, 2009 uh, when I was first on Pat Flynn's podcast. Maybe you're going to reach out to me and say, Cliff, I've been listening to you since December 2005. I was one of the first few hundred subscribers to your Lost podcast. Hey, Cliff, I have been following you since your blog back in that you since 1997 when you were doing the EOTC blog. And I'll never forget you introducing me to the world of BBSs and and I and stuff like that. I, you know, the thing is, is I would love to hear from you. One of the reasons why I want this is because I have had so many experiences on this service called Clubhouse recently where people come in and, and say, Cliff, I've been following you for years. And I'm like, wow, I've, I I don't recognize your name. And, and as I'm sitting there having these conversations, I'm looking in my Gmail and I'm searching for their name. And, and 95% of the time, you know, these people who say, Cliff, I've been listening to you for seven years now, 10 years now, 12 years now. And I, I, I've, I, you have no idea how much of an influence, how much inspiration you've provided to me over the years. And I'm, and I'm doing a search and nowhere, I, I don't see them as a Facebook friend. I don't see them as my followers on any social media channels. Uh, I don't see any email communications that I've ever received from them. 95 out of every 100 people. 
And he's like, yeah, I've never reached out to you. And some people say, you know, I just, you know, I figure you're busy and you don't want to hear blah, 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 and, and all this other stuff. And I'm like, you know what? I really love meeting people and hearing stories of how people came to discover the content. I really love hearing how much the content that I produce has inspired you, has encouraged you over the years. It's it's what motivates me to show up even more frequently, to, to know that what I'm doing here really makes a difference. You'd be shocked at how sometimes it can get kind of quiet here. And I can actually think, you know, yeah, you know what? I see when I put out an episode, I can see those stats and I can see the number of downloads it's got. But when I think about it, you know, there's about four or five people who's reached out to me related to that episode. Some of them are already existing paid clients of mine. And there's a couple of people here and there. And and I, I'm super appreciative of hearing those things. But it's always shocking to me how many of you out there who've been listening for so many years, you never miss an episode, I hear. And yet you've never reached out and said, hey, Cliff, I've been following you since this. I've been listening for this many years. This is how my life has been positively impacted by what you do. Don't get me wrong. I'm not looking for, I, I, I don't need this to feel more complete and satisfied and fulfilled in my life, but I do desire to meet more of you. And I and if you ever thought, well, you know, Cliff doesn't have time to read my email. Well, don't send me 15 pages. Send me a paragraph or two and tell me. And, and if anything else, I want 50 of you. And maybe you will be one of the 50 who's gonna email me and tell me what the top three things you want to create in this world are. Send me an email today, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com and put my top three things as the subject line. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next time, I encourage you to take your creation of things in life away from default into intentional creation. Mindset and